the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity, a radio show and podcast about real faith for the real world. I'm Richard Mendelow, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelow. Hello, everyone. I'm grateful to be here. Friends, over the last week, the subject of salvation and sanctification has been at the forefront of my thinking. It's not that I want to use a bunch of churchy language and dig into contentious theological issues. It's that I want to have an honest conversation about heartfelt relationship with Jesus Christ, about true faith, real change, and what that looks like when we walk it out in a meaningful way. If we call ourselves Christians and nobody can tell, are we Christians? To be honest, I didn't really want to have this conversation. I didn't plan to have it. But neither can I resist the direction in which I feel compelled to go by the Holy Spirit. And and let me state up front, this is not a conversation about who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. That's God's business. And the Bible tells us that his ways are higher than our ways. Romans chapter 11 verse 33 says, Oh, the depth and the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgment and his paths beyond tracing out. So anyone who tells you that they know God's ways thinks more highly of themselves than they ought. At the same time, God tells us in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So Christy and I are doing an Old Testament uh, Bible study course. We are. And if you're wondering if the Word of God as written in the Bible is serious business, just take an Old Testament uh, study course. Yes. Uh, And read Leviticus. Yeah, it's eye-opening. It is eye-opening. Ours is not a God to be trifled with. And at the same time, He is a loving and just God. One of the conversations we had in the class was, if you had a judge who didn't punish a criminal— what kind of judge would he be? It would undermine the moral structure of the whole world. Yeah. And so there are rules. They are God's rules. There are understandings and there are his ways. And more than anything, we just want to have a conversation about that and our heart's response to that. So my thought is that while every journey has a beginning, a middle, and an end, where does the journey of faith actually begin. It's different for each of us. Maybe you grew up in a Christian family and your life's always been centered on Jesus. 
Maybe you grew up in a Christian family, and although Jesus was all around you, you didn't discover him personally until later in life. Maybe you had an experience with Jesus through circumstances, in church with a friend, at school, at work, or through somebody who passed through your life momentarily, and your eyes were open to Christ, you asked him into your heart, but you didn't really know what that meant. Maybe you're hearing this show because you're searching for something and you're not sure what it is or how an earnest search begins. Whatever the case, this conversation is tremendously important if we are to have a more meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ, if we are to have the peace and abundant life that he offers, and if we are to enjoy a relationship which ushers in tangible change in who and what we are such that that change becomes more influential in the world around us. So let me ask you, is Jesus your jewelry? Is he your tattoos or your bumper stickers? Or is is he the Lord of your life? Are you bringing your life into alignment with what Jesus says is right and valuable and just? Or are you maybe a little bit stuck? Do you want more? Do you want to seek God with all your heart? but you're just not sure how. Whatever the case, you're not alone. We're here to help you with these difficult questions. And here to help us is our good friend and ministry pastor, Steve Dennis. Pastor Steve's faith journey has taken him from professional motocross to full-time ministry in large and small churches. He's helped many with these questions. I have described him as a man who truly strives to walk out his faith in his marriage as a father as a friend and as a brother, and it's our pleasure to have him on the show with us today. Pastor Steve, welcome. Thank you. As always, an honor to be here. Would you please pray for us? It'd be my honor. Father God, we praise your holy name. Lord, we come before you and ask that you guide this time, you guide the words and the tones and the all that we do, that it brings you glory, but more importantly, it, it, it glorifies your name to the listeners. It lifts you up. It does not lift man up. It does not lift an agenda up, but it lifts your son, Jesus Christ, up because Scripture tells us that when that name is lifted up, you draw all men unto you. So that's our prayer, our hope, our cry today, Lord, that as the listeners hear this, that they're drawn unto you, Father. Have your way in this time. Let this Holy Spirit do with it only what he can do. Reach each and every one of us wherever we are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 God is good. Amen. In order to get the conversation, in order to get the conversation started, please tell us where your faith journey began. That's, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> and you know, so the very, very quick version, always knew there had to be some level of God, something bigger than us. I mean, to me, I mean, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't know any of this. But even as a young kid, I remember thinking there has to be something in control of all this. So I remember having that, but absolutely no knowledge of, nor reverence for, nor living of anything. Um, but the Lord started working on my heart. As I look back, it's always easy to see where he was knocking and then eventually beating me in the head with a bat, so to speak. But <laughs> um, it took that to get it through my thick skull. But uh, as as you know, in the, my testimony, I got hired to jump a motorcycle over a pastor on a stage at a big church. And in doing that, the Holy Spirit was tugging on my heart so hard. And, and as 
as I embraced that and surrendered my life and, and accepted Jesus as my Lord through getting hired to come to a job, hearing the truth of God's Word and the Holy Spirit pulling on me so hard that I instantly knew this is what I'd been searching for. Just while you were sitting there waiting in the church to jump your motorcycle over a pastor? Well, so they did four services a weekend, and um, so I would I would do my part typically in the beginning, and then I would sit through service. Um, so I sat through, I sat through more church services in, in one month than I had my entire life, um, sitting through four a weekend. And it was just that hearing the word, uh, hearing the word preached and, and having an opportunity to respond to that. And then as I did, like I said, we don't have time to go into my whole, but I just knew that I knew that I knew this is what I'd been looking for. Now that set into motion a, a whole catalyst of things but in that moment i was flooded with this piece of this is what i've been searching for um and did you know what to do next no i hadn't had no clue that's what i was getting ready to say i i I know this is it but what is this what do we do where do we go from here and so that was a that was a big thing and um i was blessed in the in that moment to or in that season that I was brand new to the area I didn't have a bunch of my old friends readily available I didn't so my new friends I made at church and my new so my walk while be it (laughs) was was I feel now very tardy and (laughs) whenever I probably should have started it but once I started it it was it was it was kind of a wide open deal. It, 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 a lot of things I, the Lord had put into place to get me into a place to where I really didn't have much choice but to make friends through church, to go to church, to get involved in groups. I got immediately got involved in leadership, uh, lay leadership that is, you know. Um, and so shortly after that, you asked Jesus into your heart? Well, no, I mean, that was, no, I, I accept. I, that weekend? I, yeah, I, I accepted him at, at one of the church services where I was hired to jump over the the pastor on stage. And then the next day was your life changed? Were you doing all the right things in all the right places? Absolutely not. I was changed. My life was not changed. Um, I was still, there was still a lot about me that, that needed significant change. Um, the The peace that I was looking for, I had. I felt you felt that I felt that peace in like I have no idea what I'm doing, but I feel it's going to be all right. I, I now feel it's going to be okay. Whereas prior to that, and, and if I had time to tell the whole testimony, I was an emotional wreck. I was I was full of anxiety. I was full of uh, panic attacks. I was full of a lot of stuff, and instantly I felt that was better. But no, I had no clue what I was doing, what I should do, what I was supposed to do. All the same, all the same desires were still there initially, um, and so yeah, it started this journey of all right. Well, what is this? Okay, well, I have two things uh, that I want to share. Number one, you do not have to jump a motorcycle over <laughs> a pastor to know Jesus, Amen. but that might do it. <laughs> Sometimes religion might make you feel like you have to jump through mm-hmm. hoops. True. But this is not one of the hoops. What I also want to say is in my own journey, 
I accepted Jesus in 2003, but I also didn't start living for him. And there was basically no real change in me until about my third combat tour in about 2014. And um, so it's a journey. It is a process whereby more and more we understand the word. And then as we understand more, that first word that we understood will change. And it's just an amazing process. But I do think the process has to begin. So since we were all sharing, the same thing kind of happened for me, belief. And then a few things changed, but it was a progression. It was a journey. I think that's a key word. Yeah, I didn't understand about how to like distance myself from the world. I didn't have a role model. I didn't have somebody saying, let's go to church. As a matter of fact, as a Jew who believed in Jesus, I had a hard time finding uh, a, a, a comfortable church place. And so, friends, I hope what you're hearing in this is it's a journey. We all start in different places. Our journeys don't all look alike. But I think what we will agree to is that there is a, a heart work that begins. And for some of us, uh, that work is faster than others. And there are things that we can do to help it along. So stay with us. We're going to get into that a little more in the second segment. God's Word says that He loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that part of Scripture often quoted when it comes to tithing. Friends, we'd like you to consider your cheerful giving to God through Courageous Christianity. With your tax-deductible donation, you will be helping us achieve our mission to equip Christian men for the spiritual battlefield in order to glorify God and create godly change. No amount is too small. You can make a donation by texting any amount to 281 800 That's 281-800-4940. Or visit CourageousChristianity.today. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of host Richard Mindelow's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, a devotional that will equip you in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate and find more information about the Courageous Christianity ministry, links to all the aired shows, a blog for Christian warriors, and an opportunity to submit prayer requests at CourageousChristianity.today. Please donate and be a part of sustaining our efforts in serving our Heavenly Father by serving His warriors on the spiritual battlefield. Please text to donate at 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. God bless you. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are talking with our ministry pastor, Steve Dennis, about salvation and sanctification, and it's been on my heart to talk about uh, this whole week uh, since a conversation with somebody led me here. And in the first segment, I mentioned that it took me almost 11 years to begin a substantive relationship with Jesus as the Lord of my life, me pursuing him and accepting 
his rules as I wanted to live under his banner. And what does it say about my experience in 2003 when I uh, professed with my mouth? Um, I was flying an airplane. Uh, I was on autopilot looking out the window. God said to me, you need to learn about Christ. I turned to the guy I was flying with. I said, what did you say? He said, I didn't say anything. I said, if I wanted to learn about Christ, what would I do? He talked to me about how to read the Bible. When we landed, I went and bought a Bible. And a couple months after that, after just reading the Bible with intense curiosity and passion, I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. And Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is all part of the beginning for me. But there had been many things that happened over the years prior. A girlfriend's mother gave me a study Bible. And as I look back on my faith journey, that was an important element. And yet, I didn't make the profession till 2003. And then I didn't start living for Christ until 2014. So what does that say about my profession and, quote, being saved? And uh, I just want to say there are different beginnings for each of us. So, Pastor Steve, tell me about what is the beginning of the journey? Well, and this this opens up, as you and I have talked, this opens up a, a, a pretty good level of debate, but Scripture is pretty clear. You, you, read, you read Romans 9, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It goes on in verse 10, for with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confess, confesses, resulting in salvation. Pretty simple. Um, from a standpoint of I've, I've got to get to a place to where I believe this in my heart. First Peter says, sanctify Christ as Lord in your uh, Lord in your heart. Okay, set him apart, set him on the top step of, of your heart. Um, there's We could go through scripture after scripture that says where I've got to put Christ above. I've got to get to that place. Now, in the beginning, I don't know what that means. I don't have a clue what that truly means. I don't I'm going to struggle. I'm going to wrestle with the things that my flesh want to do. But but at some point, I had to hear enough of God's Word, whether it was me reading, whether it was a sermon, whether it was a friend telling me about it or what. But at some point, I had to get to a place to where, like, okay, I'm, I mean, I know, or you've, you're telling me that Christ died for my sins and that I can find peace through that, I can find hope through that. Okay, so that's where I get to this place of, I don't know what this means, and that and and it's salvation by faith through by grace through faith, and so this faith leap that I'm going to take and say Christ is what you're telling me He is, although I don't know it. I I got to start there. I don't just randomly throw a dart at the board and say, "Oh, I'm going to take Christ." And and as we as you study through Scripture, Scripture says that 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 the Holy Spirit draws them to the Father. None comes to the Father without going through through Christ. So the, this picture painted, the Holy Spirit will be at work on us, drawing us to God, and He will He will orchestrate opportunities for me to hear that Jesus is the way. Again, through a radio show, driving in the car, or a friend telling me this, 
whatever. But but whenever, because the word t- the world tells us, you know, success is the way, fame is the way, accolations is the way, all these things that that ultimately just eat away at your soul. Somewhere, someone said Christ is the way, and the Holy Spirit working on us confirms that in us to say enough. Okay, I'm going to start here, and so that profession of faith, that profession that that I am a sinner, uh, Christ died for my sins. I believe this. Christ is a, uh, alive, risen, and and at the right hand of God. I believe this, and this is where I'm going to place my hope. That's the start, and then. Basically, it becomes about peeling back the layers that the world has put on, that we've put on. We come to greater awareness, then all of a sudden you're in the awareness that, you know, I've been uh, watching these movies, or I've been swearing and uh, drinking a lot, and that starts to feel at odds in my heart with... Christ and what I think he wants from me, wow, I didn't realize. Now all of a sudden a verse in the Bible gets clear and you say, hey, don't be a drunkard. Well, maybe have I been drinking too much? I have to address that. And so do you agree that that awareness produces more awareness and then we're gradually scrubbing off the layers because one of the first words of Jesus' ministry is repent. And so we either have to do the hard work of scrubbing off layers, or God will scrub those layers off for you, Okay, well. and it won't be fun. <laughs> and it will be like the worst road rash. And the more you insist on being who you are, the harder he's going to have to work to, as you said to me in a conversation not long ago, dynamite that stuff off of me. Does that? How, how does that uh, become part of the journey? So that's into the sanctification now? Right. So... There, there's a there's a theological study and and so sanctification or salvation is a threefold journey, if you will. Uh, sanctification or uh, excuse me, salvation, um, often referred to as justification. At that moment, I've been made righteous by the blood of Christ. It wasn't by anything I did. It wasn't by any religious acts. Any any classes I went through, it's simply the blood of Christ has now justified me and made me righteous in the eyes of God. When you made the Romans chapter 10, the, the, verse 9 profession. The, the profession of faith. Um, so sanctification or, comes next. So, so salvation frees me from the penalty of sin. Okay, My salvation takes that, that, that debt of, uh, Scripture says that, all of sin to come short of the glory of God, and the wages of death of sin are death. So the the salvation pays that debt for me, and now I'm released from the penalty of the sin. Sanctification now releases me from the power of sin. So the sanctification now is this process to where, I, I mean, just using my own self as an example, like I said, I instantly knew this is what I've been looking for. I had no clue what this was, so to speak. But I was still prideful. I was still arrogant. I was still lustful. I was still womanizing. I was still in the you know in the immediate uh, season to follow. Um, but like you mentioned a minute ago, a lot of it started to not feel right. A lot of it started to 
I, I don't need to be doing that. I don't. And, and so there's, there's where the, uh, the conviction of the Holy Spirit is starting to come in because again, we can, we can go into a lot of different roads with this, but as, as I profess that faith and, and accept Christ as my Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell within me at the moment of salvation. So then therefore he's there to kind of say, Hey, Hey bud, we might not be going to these places anymore. We, we, Hey, might not want to think like that. Uh, and so, so as I, as I go through this sanctification process, it is, it, it's a journey. It's a growing, it's a maturity. You think of a young child that's awkward and stumbling to take his first steps. And then a little while down the road, he's, he's walking just fine. And then he's starting to run. But as he starts to run, he stumbles. But a couple months later, now he's running around the house and you can't catch him. Um, <laughs> and so that, that growth process, that visual helps us, I think, to, to put that same type of visual onto our spiritual walk, where at first I'm this awkward uh, stumbling spiritual new Christian, well, then I start to get my legs under me. I start to get my feet under me. I start to maybe jog a little bit. I start to run. And, and as I grow and as I might mature, I might, I might be hitting full stride. Do I still get tripped up? Do I still fall? Absolutely. And that's where the grace of Christ comes in. And that's a whole nother sermon. But as, as I start to do it, I, I can't quantum leap from day one to Super Christian. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I'm thinking of the scripture where Paul says, he admonishes the church, actually. He says, you're still drinking spiritual milk, and you should be eating solid food at this point. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're going to get into that in the next segment, because I think sometimes it's very easy for us to get stuck in that early part where we sit down in a chair in church, we have... Christ presented to us in a spectacular way with smoke and music, and it causes us to go from that searching and that heartfelt curiosity to a very sedentary place where maybe now, instead of learning to run, we keep walking around, we're happy in our walking around, and our journey gets stunted. Christy, you said... Oh, I was giving you a time marker. Oh, <laughs> but, Christy's. <laughs> but I do have a question, but I think it's for the next segment. <laughs> okay. Well, that totally confuses me because now I forgot what I <laughs> well, was I'm saying. Well, I'm timekeeper today, technological ne- okay. necessity. <laughs> uh, I think it's so important because Christ promises us abundant life. And we have to reach for that because the world has done its best to bury us in slavery. And when we come back, the other night in church, Pastor Steve told a story about the way uh, people are bought out of slavery and what the word redeem means. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask him to tell that story because I think it's powerful and it's important. And you've been bought at great cost. And so the joy that should be yours in Christ is available should you reach for it. Stay with us, friends. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelow, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. 
Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelow has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are talking about salvation and sanctification. And in the first two segments, we addressed that our faith is a journey, and it must be an earnest journey. The God of righteousness and justice and love does not mess around with something as important as the morality of the world and the future of mankind. And if we think we're going to have it our way, then that would not be just. That would be like a criminal walking into a courtroom and think, uh, thinking it was going to be his way. And he's in for a big surprise in the same way we're in for a big surprise if we don't get real and become part of the sanctification process. So Pastor Steve said there's salvation, where you learn about Christ, God calls you to his Son through the Holy Spirit, different things in your life bring you to a point where you profess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And then you are uh, redeemed, but the process of sanctification is just beginning. And to give you an idea of that process, I just decided last week that I don't think I drive the way a Christian should drive. I think I drive aggressively, and I think I drive too fast. And it's become a real uh, sticking point for me. Uh, where at the end of the day, when I talk to God about how the day went, I feel like my driving has been an issue. And so I'm working on that. And uh, that might sound silly to you, but to me, it's about integrity. It's about saying, this isn't the world according to me. It's the world according to Jesus. And I want to be part of that. And so that's the sanctification process. But Pastor Steve, before we leave salvation, please Tell us about the story of uh, 
redemption and being redeemed? There's, and I don't have them in front of me. I, I, uh, spoiler alert, I don't have the Greek uh, Bible remem- memorized in Greek. But in the Greek, <laughs> what? Uh, in Come the, on now. <laughs> in, the, in the original Greek, um, just like so many of our words, they, they have multiple words for for what we will use one word for they have they have multiple words for and redeem being one of them and most of the word when you when you go through scripture and and or excuse me go through history and pick out these same greek words most of them were were used in the slave trade uh era and and business and the lingo of the slave trade of of that time where where they would go and the slave trade just to quickly Give a very quick. It, it wasn't. It wasn't an. It wasn't like going to the Galleria Mall and and going shopping. This was a nasty place. This was. It was uh, almost like an underground or a black market kind of type. While being wild, wide, widely practiced, and it, it it still was. It was a nasty place, and it was. It was. It was. You just obviously didn't want to be there, and. They would go in and like if if I was there to buy slaves, I would go up and I would punch a slave in the gut and see if he reacted. I didn't want a slave that would fight back. I would want, I wanted a slave that would, you know, be obedient. I would, I'd rip open their, you know, pull their mouth open and see if they had all their teeth. Cause if they had their teeth, that meant they were healthy and I'd spit in their face and just all this stuff. It's just this ugly, nasty place. But I would go there and whenever I would get a slave, I would, and then I would go to the, the slave master and say, I want that one. I, they said it was redeeming. I, I, I I'm redeeming the that pur- one. I'm per- <clears throat> the purchasing per- of the purchase, slave yes. would be redeeming. I'm redeeming that one. I want that one. I'm going to take him. Um, and so then, then the next was I would then have to literally pay the price. I would have to give. I, I pick this one. I'm you. You tell me it's this much. I'm going to. The next redeem word was the the paying the price. And and when we look at Christ and His redemption and and what He did for us. It uses those same words, and and it paints this picture of him coming into this. Might get a little emotional even talking about it. He coming into this this deep nasty place that I had put myself through my antics and my desires and my flesh. I put myself in this equally, if not more, ugly place in God's eyes, for Him to come down into the pit that I had dug for myself. Walk in there and go. I want that one. And say, I'll take him. Okay, so so then he had to pay the price to get me out of this dark place. He had to pay a ransom that I could not pay myself. Uh, a, a debt that was just growing bigger moment by moment under my works and by my flesh. He paid that price for me. He paid that price on the cross. Scripture says that, that those sins of mine, the wage of that was death. And so he paid that by dying that death for me. So this picture of redemption, of coming into my my ugly place that I had made for myself, picking me, pulling me out of that, paying for that. Okay, so now we're past the door, so to speak. We're out. And the last word that, that it uses in redemption, it, it, it translates into restore to right standing. So I'm out at the door. He didn't just say, okay, you know, you're on your own. That, that restored a right standing, he then says, you're a child of God. 
Get him sandals, get him a robe, you're, get him a you're ring. You're an heir. You're you an are, heir to God. You are in the king's court. You're in his palace. You are a son of God. So he restored me to where I was supposed to be all along. This is where I was meant to be. With the fall of man, the, the sin, all of that. whole nother sermon we can go into later. But I... Instead of being in the king's palace, I was in this deep, nasty, dark pit that I had dug for myself. He came down, got me out of that, paid the price, and said, I'm not done yet, son. Come home. Come home. This is where you belong, right standing with me. And And, it's just a beautiful picture. And then the sanctification begins, the trying to live up to uh, what you've been called to do, uh, trying to live up to being a son. And that, that's a lo- that can be a long process. That can be a, how does um, that process look, sanctification? Well, and, and I don't, if I may, I don't like that word live up to. Um, I don't, I don't, right. I don't like that in that through Christ, I'm already there. It's nothing that I've got to, because if, if we say you need to live up to what this work that has been done for you, I never can. So I don't want to put that burden on someone's shoulders. Amen. I don't want to put that burden on someone's shoulders because it's through only through Christ that we can even think about even stepping into the king's court. So, but this, this work of sanctification, it's now okay. I almost think of it as... It makes me think of when someone believes in you it in a way makes you want to act even better uh, that belief lifts you up and so um, sure. i don't know if that's kind yes, of what you're yeah. trying exactly. to say they hold you, you in say, such high regard you're like i'm wow that i'm gonna like a father thinking, i want to be like, everything they think yeah, i am and more and and, more. and so i so i kind of i agree and in it i kind of see it as like this i was living as this this slave slave, yes heathen slave now i need to learn to live like an heir to the throne and because of this gift i'm going to so you you would walk through your day doing this but this is how christ would do it now sorry go ahead christy i have a little moment and it may not be much to some but i can remember the moment that i said okay i put my hands on the bible i looked up i said okay i'm yours i know it in that moment it was it brings tears to my eyes too april of i think 2000 it might have been 99 but i think it was 2000 and i changed the dial on the radio (laughs) from there on out i started listening to christian music which i hadn't before and i know that was i mean that may be little but no, that was big for me. That's actually into my next point because now if you think this is little, if you think this is easy that Christ suffered on the cross for these sins, your sins, you put put him on that cross with your sins. If you think this is easy and light and small, it's been made too small. This is a very serious big thing. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them they shall be as white as snow. And this was work done by God. It's not work we can do by ourselves. So the thing is, is that the what happens next, I, I think, is the 
so important in your heart's response to that redemption, that redeeming. And I have a question about that, kind of what we've talked about, but also something that I've myself wondered about. So um, as you said, Pastor Steve, he picked you, he pulls you out, he paid for it, he restored you to right standing, you're an heir. But you didn't immediately, as uh, admittedly, start walking as this pure body, pure person. Are you then not saved? Absolutely not. That's and that's a fallacy, and and unfortunately, a a theology taught in a lot of churches. And mm. um, you know, we we probably get into this more on the on the next in the next segment as we come back. But it's absolutely not. If if he if he didn't expect us to fall, or, or let me let me, he didn't do this expecting us to be perfect. And well, let's talk a little bit more about that on the next segment. Yeah, this is a big point because God is a loving, all-knowing Father. He said in the Garden of Eden about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he said, for when you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He knows who we are. He knows we're not perfect. He knows we're going to sin. So to make that redemption conditional would make no sense. It would be to put Christ back on the cross every time we sinned. And that's not how it works. He paid once and for all. Stay with us, friends. We're going to talk about that in the final segment. No one ever heard the shots. Took your life away. Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you are training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're talking about salvation and sanctification. And it's a very important conversation because there are a lot of things that we think out there. And as we went to the break, Christy asked the question about if you have been saved, redeemed by Christ, bought from slavery to sin, and you are 
brought into right standing, you're ushered into the Father's house as an heir to the uh, kingdom of God, and now you sin. You have a bad day, you do something terrible. What happens to that redemption? Do you lose that redemption? Uh, Does Christ have to get back up on the cross for you now to atone again? Uh, Pastor Steve, explain that to us. And again, another uh, a very deep conversation that that we could go all day You've on. You've got thirty seconds. Go. Okay, and no, Sorry. the answer is no. <laughs> Sorry um, to put the pressure um, on you, Pastor Steve. <laughs> uh, it, it's good though because I, I I've I have the feeling that that quite a few are wondering the same thing, and and the answer is no. Um, so I, I I make this profession of faith. I, I trust Jesus as my Lord, and. He knows we're not going to have it all figured out right then. He knows that that we're not going to be perfect by by any way, shape, or form, and that that is where His grace comes in. That is why, like I said, there's so many um, other studies that we could do on this to help back this up. But the very quick version is that's why it's salvation by grace through faith. Um, it is it is only by grace and His grace that that I can have it in the first place. And it's, it's the same grace that saved me that's, is, as, that will continue to sanctify me, that will continue to work in me as I grow. Um, there is a, is, can be a highly debated thing, and there's, uh, you, you get into another category of those who practice sin, those who willingly sin, and then those that, that go... Um, we're all going to mess up. We're all going to stumble and fall. I know with me, like I said, there's some things that fell right off. There was some things I just kept right on doing that I had to mature. And I had, there's some things I had to get to a place like, Oh, kind of like rich and is driving now. Um, should I not be doing that? I mean, you know, and, and scripture is full of this child to adult references and scenarios you should drinking milk should be eating meat the the sun to the and and i just i see that as a perfect analogy of having young kids myself watching them grow and seeing things that my my 9-year-old son can do that my 5-year-old son can't do the and, hot stove comes to mind you're telling them don't touch the hot stove child wants to touch the hot stove but that child wouldn't so, in this analogy would would right. still be your child right <laughs> so, exactly yes or no question I'm a bank robber, and I'm robbing banks, and then I am called to Christ, and I profess uh, my faith in Christ, and things feel good to me, but then my old friends call me and say, just do this one last job, and I do that one last job. I'm saved, but I have a setback to address. And see, there, there, there's one simple, very, very, very simple concept that all of this falls under. You shall reap what you sow. Okay. Did you, did you lose your salvation there? No. Are you going to have consequences for it? Whether boat, whether in the natural, in the legal, there, you know, the boys in blue show up at your door or, or through, through the kingdom, you'll have a consequence that, that, that you'll go through for that. But you're still uh, saved. But, but but you know, you're still saved. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to argue this, but I think Scripture's very, very clear on it. And and it if if we say that um, the, the Scripture that 
salvation by grace through faith so that no man shall boast. Okay, because if it's by my works, then then I can say, well, look how good I was. And, and again, if we unpack that, if my salvation is solely on Christ to begin with and nothing to do with me, then then why then all of a sudden on the flip side of it, would it now be about me and not about him? Yeah, if it's by works, then you control God. It cannot be about works mm-hmm. because God controls you. You're not going to change his mind. You're not going to change mm-hmm. his behavior and make him decide that now he's really going to put you in prison. It is not by works. Works are an outpouring of our faith, mm-hmm. and with a heart's true repentance and a heart's true uh, awe at having been redeemed, well, then we bring ourselves to a place where we want others to know about Jesus, where we want to serve him, where we want to glorify his name, and that's the rest of the journey. So I just want to say this, friends. If you ended up on this station by accident and you heard something which touched your heart, or maybe you've been sitting in your car in a parking lot somewhere waiting to hear the end, or maybe a friend told you about us, wherever this finds you, if you want to bring yourself and your life to the foot of the cross, or more of yourself and more of your life, and you want to begin peeling back the layers which have kept you from an honest and genuine relationship with Jesus Christ, and if you want to drop the heavy burdens you've been carrying, or maybe just begin earnestly seeking God, because he says, If you seek him earnestly, he will be found by you. So whatever the case is for you, I'm going to ask Pastor Steve to help us with prayers in hopes that the God who knows every hair on your head would help you to get to know him more deeply. Let me say this with absolute certainty. You are not alone. You are loved by God who sees you. And everything that happens from this moment on is about your heart's response to that love. So Pastor Steve, would you please pray with us? Absolutely, and 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 I I just want to quickly echo that, regardless of what religious acts you did, you know, I went through confirmation. I did whatever the case may be. If you're in question at all, we can we can settle that now. And and maybe you already have. And but but today's your 2014 moment where you decide to go all in. That it, it matters from now what you do forward. And so. That's that's the loving God that we serve, and it's it's an amazing opportunity. So, if if you're in that place and you've never trusted and and put Christ as your Lord and Savior, we're gonna we're gonna pray that now, or or today's the day you decide that I'm all in. Re- repeat after us. If you need any help, we're here for you. We can we can help you with this. But it it really is as simple as believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. So, Father God, we praise your holy name. And wherever you're at, just listen. And, and if this is you, repeat after us. Lord, we, sorry, I, I know I'm a sinner. And I believe wholeheartedly that you came and you died for those sins. You came to redeem me and to pay the price I could never pay. I believe you rose again and that at some point I will spend eternity with you in heaven. Send your Holy Spirit to indwell within me, to guide me, to reproof me, to correct me, to train me up in righteousness. Help me to live for you, to glorify you, to seek you, and to desire you more and more every day. Today, Lord, I love you and I trust you 
And I place my faith and my hope in you. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. 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 Thank you, God. Friends, if you need help, reach out to us at CourageousChristianity.today where you can submit prayer requests or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. You are not alone. And that's the truth. And that brings us to our moment of truth, which comes from John chapter 1, verse 12. And it said, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children of God, friends. And it's a becoming. So we are saved, we're brought into his house, and then we become children of God. George Berkeley, an Anglican bishop and philosopher in the 1600s, asked the question, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? He later answered his own question by saying, yes, it did make a sound because God heard it. It's not for us to talk about who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. I've heard people talk about the subject with arrogance and judgment, spitting out scripture and forgetting all the while the verses of the Bible which say, don't talk about righteousness and who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. Salvation is God's business. Only he knows what's in a person's heart, more so even than a person knows for themselves. Our business is to seek God earnestly for ourselves and then to help others. The Bible guides this effort. Its words are sharper than any two-edged sword, regardless of the show we put on for others or the layers we lay across our sin, God knows. And the Bible informs our understanding. Our first step to becoming Christians is to repent of our sins, tearfully and with genuine contrition, knowing that our sins nailed Jesus to the cross. And then we work each day to give more and more of ourselves to Christ, knowing that the more we give to him, the greater the change he can make within us and in the world around us. It's not about religion and the views of men. It's about the word of God as written in the Bible. It's about our earnest desire to bring more and more of ourselves into alignment with that. And it's about God's love. Next, if we call ourselves Christians, we should help others to find their way to Christ, not placing obstacles in their path, but teaching gently what we know and asking the Holy Spirit to guide us. Our primary weapon against human suffering and sadness is to speak of our joy in Christ, first with our lives and the fruit of our lives, and second, if necessary, with words. And that's Courageous Christianity. Pastor Steve, thanks for being with us today. We rely on you so heavily. I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Friends, thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word, in Houston, Texas, at kkht.com or on your favorite podcast app, where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and simplify. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.